If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, December 28th. And boy, we are hearing a lot from folks who are talking about insurance lately. I don't know, maybe these insurance agents have year-end quotas or something like It's been amazing. Maybe it's like the car dealerships that have to move cars towards the end of the year. Don't forget, this is a good time to buy a car right at the end of the year. End of the quarter, end of the year, good time to buy a car, if you can find one. Today, we are talking to Bill from Buffalo. Hey, Bill, how can we help you out? Thanks, Jill. Well, um, just have some concerns. Um, My wife and I um, just have some basic uh, retirement accounts, but we decided to meet with uh, the person who manages my 401k and uh, just get some advice. She was suggesting for some retirement planning that we look at a a whole life policy to use as a um, sort of a volatility buffer as a non-correlated asset against the stock market Mm -hmm. and integrating that with my wife's 403b and pension in, in addition to my 401k. Everything that I've been looking at online just sort of seems to advise against that with the fees involved and the, the low rate of return. I just wasn't sure if that was a, a good idea. Okay, so very odd idea. First, let's go back. Tell me about yourself. How old are you? I am 46. How old is your spouse? 38. And you have a two-year-old and any mm-hmm. other kids? Uh, no, but possibly another one sometime soon. Okay, so... Two-year-old with a option to buy a second one. Correct. <laughs> okay, great. Um, okay, and tell us about how much you guys make together. Uh, together, we make about one hundred and fifty-one thousand. Okay, I'll call it one fifty. And you both have retirement plans. You said you have a four hundred one k. She's got a four hundred three b. Is she a teacher or a? She is a teacher. Yeah. Okay, great. And so she will have a pension, right? She does. Yeah. Okay, great. And in your retirement plan, what is the the investment option inside of that retirement plan? As far as uh, it's just mutual funds, mm-hmm. uh, basically that's that's all I know. Okay, so it's um, a bunch of mutual funds. Do you remember the mm-hmm. company that offers the funds? I think it's uh, through Mass Mutual. Okay, this is what I'm getting at. When you first said, "I have a CFP 
And uh, she started recommending whole life. I thought, well, I wonder what kind of CFP would do that. It would be somebody probably who works for an insurance company, someone who may be like Mass Mutual, right? That's a big insurance company. And so do you work for a small company or a larger one? How would would you describe it? Small company. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. A lot of smaller companies, they will essentially say, hey, you know, the boss's CFP, the boss's accountant, the boss's insurance agent puts in a retirement plan. And usually that plan is through some sort of insurance company. And it's usually not a great plan. It's usually more expensive than, say, you know, let's say uh, you're, you work for a huge company and they use Vanguard funds. The problem is mm-hmm. that a lot of small companies, uh, they don't have the option of going to some of the best plans because the plans they have are are too small. Here we go. The idea that you would use a whole life policy as a, quote, buffer against the stock market is ridiculous. So honestly, okay. you just cannot you cannot listen to anything this person says. Like at that moment, you can like turn that person off because that's a terrible idea. Unless you told me that you guys have a need for permanent life insurance. So, you know, like if you told me that, well, gee, I have a, a sibling who I'm going to have to care for throughout my life. And when I die, someone has to care for that person. Then that's a reason. If you have a massive Mm -hmm. estate or if you have an estate that's tied up mostly in real estate, that's a reason. If you're married and you have uh, some obligation for a special needs child, that's a reason. But just for for the heck of it, this is nonsense. So how much do you contribute to each of your plans? What percentage of your income do you put into your 401k? So the total for for me is a combined of of a nine percent, a five percent that I contribute, four percent that my company puts in. Not quite sure what my wife puts in, mm-hmm. but um, I think she does contribute a little bit more. Okay, uh, and as so a percentage. Do you have enough money extra to put away, considering that you have a two year old and you know you obviously we do. Yeah. So you know she um, identified some some lazy money that we have, and so we have pro- probably we have about two hundred and fifty thousand in just liquid cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that, we're probably thinking about a hundred thousand we were planning to invest. This is this is phase one of of the plan was to consider like the distribution phase of our retirement. Basically mm-hmm. it was the, the the argument that was made that there would be an accumulation phase of, of income mm-hmm. or uh, growth and mm-hmm. then a distribution phase. And that was the argument to, to use the whole life. Okay, completely ridiculous. Um, Let's just stop. Okay. Don't ever mention whole life again to me. Okay. And, okay, I'm going to just like take that off the table. Let's now talk about what other things you could be doing. Number one, with your $250,000 and number two, with your sort of life goals. So the reason why we're not going to use whole life is that it's completely, it's a stupid idea unless you need permanent insurance and you do not need permanent insurance. It's a terrible way. It's a, The rationale that it is somehow a hedge against the stock market is ridiculous. There are many other hedges that are far cheaper. And the idea that I know you're, she's the, the advisor is getting to that, you know, save for college, also ridiculous because you are part of a fantastic state 529 plan, which is called nysaves.org. So, right. and, and, and by the way, you want to hear how, how incredibly irresponsible it is to say use whole life for education? You also get a state income tax deduction. Deduction, yeah. What, I, mean, I looked into that and I ran the numbers and the 529 would, would double what would have accumulated by the time we need to withdraw it. Uh, when he's like 20 years old. Yeah. It's, and it just didn't seem to make any sense. No sense at all. So now, 
how much money is currently in each of your in in your total retirement savings right now? Uh, right now, I have about one hundred and sixty-one thousand. My wife has about eighty-one thousand. All right. So here's what I think: of the two hundred fifty in cash, how much of that really needs to be in cash, like as your emergency reserve fund? Maybe a hundred thousand, hundred and twenty-five thousand. We do have like some home improvement projects, and okay. things like that. So of the one twenty-five. The idea here would be, how much money do I need to be putting to work in retirement? How much money do I need to be putting to work for education, right? Something Mm -hmm. around that. And I would say that one of the reasons to keep the cash around would be to bump up your contribution to your retirement account, except that we've already just discussed that you don't have a great retirement account, Mm -hmm. that you have this mass mutual account. And, and so, actually, you know, I think it's through American funds, come to think of it. Okay, wait. If it's American funds, then I'm happier. American okay. funds you could use. You guys, you said you together you make 150 grand. Here's what I think you should do. I think you should both open Roth IRAs. Okay. I think you should put in your six grand each into those okay. funds, into those Roth IRAs. And then I think you should bump up your contributions into your retirement accounts And then, but I want you to kind of plan that out because you may need to have your cash on hand to afford that. You might need to spend some of that cash while you're doing the salary deferral. And then I think you should put in some money into the New York Saves plan. That's it. By the way, the Roth IRAs, you can invest them uh, in any cheap index fund. Okay, so you can go to any of the places that you would think about Vanguard or T. Rowe Price or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or Schwab, any of those kinds of places. If you're really worried about what's going to happen with the stock market, you you say, I'm going to be kind of a balanced investor. I'm going to have, you know, 60 percent in stocks and 40 percent in bonds and cash. That's it. No. Whole just reallocate of- when yeah. we get closer to. Exactly. You got it. The idea that you would use an expensive life insurance product when you don't need life insurance, because I presume you have a term life insurance policy, right? We're we're in the process of applying for it right now. Just uh, I'm going to do a 20 year. My wife's going to do a 20 or 30 year. Perfect. Don't buy the life insurance through this person, by the way. I would go online, go to policygenius.com, go to go to any of these online folks and, and start to get a sense of how much you need. Buy the term policy. Put the money into retirement, put the money into the 529. And how about this? All the fees that that advice would have generated goes to your bottom line. Right. That's it. Buy term and and invest the difference. You got it. You got it. Okay. If you've got a financial question, we're here for you. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the contact button, and we'll get your note. While you're there, you can subscribe to our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. And don't forget to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Comes out every Friday. Mark does a great job with that. JillOnMoney.com, free weekly newsletter, lots of podcasts, lots of content. Check it out. Okay? Go out there and do something nice for someone else today. Thanks for listening. And of course, grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 